Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan Jean Smith. I'm a money mindset and life coach for women. I help women get out of their own way so they can live an extraordinary life they want to live on purpose. And speaking of living an extraordinary life, I have a very special guest on today who is doing just that. And I won't say too much more as I think it will be so much more lovely to hear about this guest and her story in her own words. So I'm just going to jump straight into it and say it is my pleasure to welcome Janet Archer, the mindfulness coach and author to the show. Janet, welcome. Hi, Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You are absolutely welcome. And I briefly mentioned this to you before we hit record, but the reason why I wanted to invite you on here, Janet, is that I've been exposed to some of your story just in snippets here and there, because um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Janet, Janet coaches in a group coaching program that I'm a part of. So uh, you've actually coached me before, Janet. I'm not even sure if you remember that, but, but you have. And I see Janet as someone who is really inspiring for me, like I see you, Jenna. I mean, I'm talking to my audience here as well. It sounds strange when you when you talk like that. But I um, I want to celebrate women doing things that are um, like wise women. You know, I see so many women in social media and Instagram out there that we're talking about or aspiring to be, but they're not my people. They don't have gray hair. They don't have any wrinkles like I do. And I want to connect and celebrate women who are, I guess, older and mature and doing new and exciting things at every stage in their life. So I would love it, Janet, if, can you tell your story? Can you introduce, well, let's start. Tell us who you are. What do you do? Yeah. Okay. So um, as Megan said, I'm Janet Archer and um, I became a life coach when I was 62. So before that, I was a kindergarten teacher. I live in the United States. I live in um, a, a state called New Hampshire. And I was a kindergarten teacher for 30 years. And I thought I was just gonna retire at 30, uh, 32, no, at 62. And I had done a lot of things along the way besides kindergarten. Um, I, I owned my own exercise studio for a number of years when my kids were little. And I was a um, yoga teacher up until about nine months ago when COVID came and I stopped going out and teaching and a meditation teacher. So I was always dabbling in other things. I love to I love to be with people and I love to do things with people. But when I was thinking of retiring from teaching, I had met 
this woman, Brooke Castillo, who then became my, my coach and my teacher who I trained with. And she just kind of blew my mind because she's the first person that gave me really the idea that I could reinvent myself at 62. And it didn't mean I was, it was time for me to start um, knitting booties or little hats. And I'm not putting anyone down who does that, but it was like, there, you can do anything you want to do. She was the first person that introduced me to the idea of creating my life. So that's when I trained to be a coach when I was 62. And now eight years later, I um, am still coaching. And I, most of my coaching is through the Life Coach School. And I also teach for them. And I have helped so many women of all ages who thought that their life was kind of over. And I'm going to say women starting at about 48. It's like thinking that that's the end of their life. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? No. My First, I said my 50s were the best. Then my 60s were the best. Now I'm in the 70s and I'm expecting that they're going to be the best too. I know. I just had this conversation with um, my best friend who we're both in our 40s and she was saying how she's looking forward to being the best version of herself at 65. You know, like that's something that she's aspiring to and this place to get to. And I think it's not something that we're not socialized to be like that. You know, I was just thinking of all these things that I see about creams to make us look younger. Or, and I had this epiphany because I've been thinking about having you on the show, why it's so important to me that I really wanted you on the show. And one of the things that struck me is uh, I realized that all that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to have nice skin or whatever. I'm not poo-hooing that, but I don't need that. Like, I feel like I don't want to look backwards. I don't want to try to be a younger version of myself before I had children. I want to be a new version of myself all the time and constantly be evolving and reshaping my life. And there's a few people that I coach who are, I think one of the women actually is not even in her 30s yet. And she has this fear about making some changes in her life. And I'm thinking, you're not even in your 30s yet. You, it's, you've barely just got started. So I'm so curious, Janet, what are your thoughts about why do you think that we, we get stuck in in the cycle of our life, doing the same thing, you know, having one career and thinking that that's it. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's very societal. I mean, I'm of the age where when I went to college, my college professors would say, why are you even in college? You're just going to get married, you know, and not work and not do anything because you're just going to have a husband who's going to take care of you. I mean, that's how I grew up with that kind of thinking. So it, it's, ha it's evolving. It's, um, I think we're not taught to dream. We're not taught that anything is possible. I mean, it really isn't something we spend, someone says, hey, listen, why don't you take some time and like dream? And we're like, no, I don't, you know, most, most people don't know how to dream. 
or don't think that they're allowed to dream or any of that. So I'll give you an example. I was, um, I was thinking about getting my social security. In the United States, we get social security when we're, you can start collecting it when you're 62. And when I was 65, I called into one of Brooke's calls to get coaching because I was like, I don't know, I'm thinking of getting my social security because I'm starting to get a little nervous. You're talking to people about what's their 20 year goal. And I'm 65 and I'm looking ahead to 20 years, I'm gonna be 85. You know, and I said that to her and there was silence on the other end. And she said, so what? <laughs> like, well, in my mind, I'm thinking that's old and it's too late and I need to do something. And she said, you tell me what you're going to do when you're 85. And I thought for a minute and I said, oh, that's right. I get to create whoever I want to be at 85. Yes. Oh, I've got and chills when you say I that. Know. And that's how I've been living. It's like, okay, I'm 70. I'm learning how to juggle right now. It's like, what do I want to do as a 70 year old? Oh, I'd like to learn how to juggle. What do I want to do? Oh, this year, I decided I wanted to make a lot of money. You know, it's like you can decide on purpose anything you want. Yes, uh, I just love that. And one of the things I can really relate to what that question that Brooke said, what are you going to be doing in 10 years? Because one thing I often ask myself whenever I've gone to make pivotal changes in my life, I always think about, well, if I get to the end of, let's say, three years time when I finish this course that I'm interested in doing, but think, oh, do I want to do that? It, will I be, how will I feel if I get to that three years time and I didn't change and I'm still doing the same thing that I'm doing now? Or how will I feel in that three years time when I've taken the step and created something new for my life. That's it. That's what I have found is the key to everything. It's like taking the steps, no matter what. So it's not about the destination, about where you're going to get to, but it's the journey along the way. And it's all of the things. So when we make a decision for something, we, we open ourselves up to all sorts of falling on our face you know, and it, it's like, I've gotten to really see that every time I fall on my face, from, on the other side of that is this amazingness where I just sit there and go, I can't believe I did that. That's amazing. I love that I just did that. I love that I put myself out in that way. And I think that's another thing looking back. It's like, we, we always want the easy way. And so the easy way is like, just do one thing, then stop, then don't, don't dream, don't do anything else because you might not make it. But the fun part is seeing your growth as you move through something you think you can't do. Yeah. All your I doubts and fears. And that's what I think keeps me youthful. Yeah. And so funny. Sorry, but people would go, what you're youthful from going through your fears. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you are youthful, Janet. Like I see you as somebody who's just uh, like, I want to see what you're doing in 20 years time. Right. I know it's, I know it's really fun. Well, I come from really good genes. My mom is 99. Wow. <laughs> still going, excuse me. Still going strong. 
Well, even more reason to to keep looking forward. But let's ex- let's talk about this more, Janet, and also maybe for a perspective for people who aren't familiar with coaching um, about what's your take on being future focused as opposed to past focused. Like, what do what what's your interpretation of that when I say? Okay, so I can give you an example. Yeah. So we were talking about, and I know you are money, a money mindset coach. So I'll speak about that. So this past year, I had decided that I wanted to have a goal to make a certain amount of money. And um, but I, do, I really didn't think I was even interested in making a certain amount of money. You know, I, it, I found out that I was, but I had to question my belief about it. So one of the things that I practiced in getting this goal was not going back to my past, to the school teacher who only made a certain amount of money. And that was kind of dictated, leveled off. It was like, this is how much you can make. I got to that by the end of the 30 years. And I didn't go back to my past to move me forward. Instead, I went to my future and I was like, who would this woman be? This woman who is, I was really motivated because I was 70 and I thought, I love the goal of making more money than I've ever made in my life as a 70 year old when I am being dictated to take my social security in the United States. And I said, that is pretty kick-ass. I'm going for it. But I had to connect to that me who did it. And so I would dream of her. Like, how did she walk? How did she act? How did she talk? How did she <clears throat> look at the world? What I, I really kept that vision of her being her as I was going through it. And... Um, I would write about it. I would see her in my mind. And then when I made the goal, it was like I had already made the goal months ahead of time because I had already become that person who did it. Yes. And then do you find that when it happens, when you actually create what you're going for, it doesn't even seem that out of this world anymore. Like when you first start working towards it, it's like the biggest thing. And then you do it and it's like, oh, yeah. What next? I, it was like, it blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. I've already gone way past that goal. How did that happen? I, the, the sky didn't explode and there weren't rockets and, you know, um, it wasn't the fanfare. There wasn't balloons go up, nothing. It was just like, it just happened. And it was like, oh, that was not hard. What's next? Yeah. And at any stage that is possible because I think, for many people, especially really professional women, you know, who get entrenched in a, in a career that takes a lot of training to do, right, like a doctor or lawyer or something like that, we, we spend this time building up this life that we want to live and then it's almost like there's this unspoken rule that if you made a decision in your past about something that you were going to do, that you have to keep living that. If you decided to be a teacher, it's like, well, that's what you did. And then that's 
what you're going to continue to do. But in actual fact, at any stage, you can make a new decision about what you want to do. And it literally is that simple, just deciding I'm going to do something different. You know, I'm not going to be a teacher anymore or I'm not going to be a doctor anymore. I'm going to be um, a yoga instructor or, or whatever it is. But it's this idea that we make a decision in our 20s about something we're going to do in our life and then there's this, I think, expectation or this unspoken rule that we don't even question that, oh, did you know that you can actually just change your mind? Yeah. Yeah, I love I love everything that you're saying there. And the other thing I want to add to that is that I really had to what I call poke holes at my belief that I really didn't care if I made money. Or I really didn't care if I made more money or I made as much money as I could make because that's what I was doing in my profession. And so it, it's making the decision, but it's also really questioning your beliefs. And that's a big thing. I mean, that you really have to practice because your if your beliefs are really strong and you're believing that they're facts, you have to keep practicing not believing them. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But also, uh, and I think that's where maybe if you've never been exposed to coaching before or done any mindset work, it's if you're in one particular career and you want to do something else, I think the place that a lot of people go to is, but how do I do it? You know, what I don't, I don't know how to be a yoga instructor because I've never instructed yoga, right? Or something like that. Or I don't know how to start a business. But you know, I was just thinking, I mean, this is a really simple example. When you, when I approached you to come on this podcast to organize a time because we're in different time zones and everything, I just sent you, I use this program called Acuity Scheduler. It's like magic voodoo. It's amazing. And Janet was just able to select a time to pick to be on the show. Now, 12 months ago, I had no idea how to use a scheduler or how to go about having something like that in my business. I mean, that's how my clients schedule their time with me. But this was just a small thing that someone might think, oh, that's so advanced, I can't do that. But that's got that's just like a minor detail. Like I just asked somebody, oh, what do you use? Oh, and then I went and Googled it and looked it up and it has all tutorials how to use it. And it's actually really simple, but just shifting from that mindset of because 12 months ago I was working as a teacher and then to fast forward 12 months down the track and I'm now this person who has a scheduler where people can book mm -hmm. to work with me and what's the point I'm trying to say is it's it's those little things like that they're the things that I think People think, oh, I don't know how to do that sort of stuff, but that's not what you need to know. It's about just deciding I'm going to be the kind of person who figures that out. And yes, yes, that's exactly it. I mean, I'm doing that right now with juggling and I picked juggling because I, I, my, 
I just didn't think I could ever do it. I've been wanting to do it since I retired for eight years. It's been, oh, it'd be really fun to learn to juggle. And every time I'd pick up balls, they'd be all over the floor. And then I committed to it about three weeks ago. And I said, I'm learning how, and by the end of, I gave myself to the end of February, I'm going to be able to juggle three balls for a minute. And I have been humbled by the amount of how I need to believe that I'm a juggler, that I need to believe that I'm going to be able to do it, that that's what keeps me going. And that's how I've been learning. And I'm, I'm getting there. And I will get there. I'm not there, but I will get there. But it's like taking something that you don't know. Like I've written two books. I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know how to publish a book. And I could, that could have stopped me. But instead it was like, okay, what do I need to know? How do I figure it out? Like you with acuity. Okay, how do I figure this out? Yes. And it's just making that decision that I, I love uh, Maria Folio says everything is figure outable. Yeah. And until I love that you book. really believe that you really anything can stop you. So we can either be stopped or we can just pick up the balls off the floor and keep going. <laughs> that's right. Well that's a beautiful segue because I had in my notes here that I wanted to ask you about your book. I've actually ordered it. It's on its way. I don't know when it's going to get here. And I, I ordered the book because I was totally interested and curious about what you had to, to say, had to write about. But also on the, on the front cover of, I bought the first book, um, they both relate to each other, and it's called An Invitation to Pause, Musings from a Mindfulness Teacher. But on the front cover, it says this quote, it says, drink in this life, your life, the only life you have right here, right now, this is your moment. Don't miss it. Janet. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get chills reading that. I just love that so much. And I mean, I think that was the main reason I got the book as well, because I was like, I have to read it now that I've just read that little bit. I need to read the whole book, but tell us what, tell me about it. Well, so I want to add that in because I, you know, this has been uh, living in the present moment, being present, having fun, having joy in my life. This is really important to me. And especially as a 70 year old, it's like, I want to now make money. I want to love the work that I do. I love to have time where I just sit and watch the birds in the bird feeder. I love to, I have all of these things that I want to do. And I really have set up my life now. So it's a life that is filled with all the things that I want. So I'm not like working all the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I want. So the book, um, I wrote it when I was 65, my first book, and it's a, it's a book of stories. And when we're talk, both books are a book of stories, and they're all about stories about how we almost miss our lives. We miss our lives a lot of the time when we're not paying attention like this moment with me, with you right now, you know, I mean, um, if I'm, but anyway, it, so it's, it's all these stories and I knew nothing about publishing a book, but I thought I'd really like to put these stories together and put them in a book and figure that out and, and get them out, you know, um, 
get them out to people because I had been sending stories to people for years and they were like, you should publish these. But I was never a writer before either. And you'll see in the introduction, I say, I never thought I was a writer. So it's like, I, I feel like my life has been full of, I never th think, I don't think I can. Okay, I will. <laughs> I don't think I can. Okay, I'll try that. I don't think I can. I'll try that. And um, I, I love that about myself. I love my tenacity. Yeah. And just that point that you're saying about, I don't think, I don't, I, I didn't think of myself as a writer, but we don't think of ourselves as anything until we do what we do. Yes. You know, I mean, I didn't think of myself as a podcaster before I started doing a podcast. And now I'm well and truly, you know, I'm about to go and this will, this episode will re be released in the start of season three in January, just secret behind the scenes. It's actually December 2020 at the moment when we're talking, but when this comes out, it's going to be January. And now that's totally part of my identity, totally part of my life. Other yes. people see me as that. They're like, yeah, of course, she's got a podcast, you know, season three. Like she's a seasoned podcaster, you know. And But in the beginning, I knew nothing about putting a podcast together and I certainly didn't identify as someone with a podcast. And I think this is such an important point to bring up because at any stage in your life, you weren't, a teacher before you were a teacher. You weren't a mom before you were a mom. Or exactly. And that's what everybody thinks is, but I have to know how. No, you don't. It, or I don't know how to do it. And my favorite question is, so what? It's like, yes. so what? Okay, now what? What's, what's step one? How can you, I, I knew nothing about the computer. I knew nothing about technology. And I've had to learn so much because I never, I didn't grow up with technology. So that could be a big excuse for me. Like, well, I can't do it because I didn't grow up with it. Well, so what? <laughs> it's just like, I can figure it out. And I think this ties into what we were talking about before, about looking to your past to see what you're already capable of to make decisions for your future is is a mistake because you're not going to find the answer to your future in your past because your future hasn't happened yet. Right. And your past is just going to tell you more of you can't do it because you didn't do it. If you could have done it, then you would have done it or you probably wouldn't have even thought you could do it back then. So the, it's not helpful at all. So I love going to the future and I love asking my future self, so what can I let go of right now to be able to move forward? And what can I um, take in? What do I need to know to move forward? So yeah. both of those. So Janet, for somebody listening who is entrenched in their life right now, but they're not they feel like they want to make change, but it feels impossible. It feels like the impossible thing to do. What would you suggest as a starting point to get to shift to being future focused? Well, first, I always have people sit down and 
start dreaming, like envisioning if they weren't afraid, if they didn't think it was impossible, if, you know, all of those, well, what then? What, what can you imagine for yourself? And even in that imagining, put in what you, what some things that you have already imagined in your life that you didn't even know you had imagined that have come true. Because you have to start, in, I call it inclining the mind towards what's possible instead of inclining the mind towards what's impossible. So oh. there has to be a shift there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And just using your imagination as a starting point to even imagine what is possible. Yeah. I mean, if you're not used to it, you feel like it, it's a really difficult thing to like dream. I mean, a lot of people don't believe that they can dream or they're, they're, they're worth being, their worth is enough that they can go after something they want. And plus, they don't even know what that is. You know, maybe it's that they don't want to do anything. Maybe that they, you know, they want to just take some time off or um, before the pandemic, I was actually going to go on a book tour and um, was looking into renting, uh, getting a van or getting something. And I had a lot of places um, I was going to go around the United States and Canada. And that's still on the books for at some point. But it's like, that was something that I just sat down and, and when I let my mind just roam, it was like, oh, that would be really fun. Okay, I'm not going to count it out. I don't count it out of the uh, uh, ability to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm just going to put it down somewhere. I want to learn how to play the harmonica <laughs> after I juggle. You know, I mean, there's just some things that, you know, I just kind of have a little list there. Like, okay, I call it a little bucket list. Yes. So good, so good. All right. Well, I always usually ask my guests, Janet, if you have any sort of tip or practice or ritual that you do around money that you would be willing to share. And, I mean, you've done this big journey this year um, with your goals, so I don't know if there's something about that that you would be willing okay, to share. Okay, I'll tell you what my favourite tip on money is. And yeah, I've been doing it. Please. I've been doing it for probably the last six or seven years is um, I, I like have a love affair with my money. Every month on a certain date, I sit down and I go through, I call it watching my money grow. And I swear, since I've started doing it, my money has just grown. And I go through and I see how much money I have here and where what I have there in, in my, and then how much money is owed out. And then I get super clear so that at the end of that time, I'm like, okay, wow, look at that. That's, that's where my money's at. This is exact number. I know exactly what it is. And then I think in my mind, wow, that's going to be really fun when that number gets to and then I think in my mind where that number is going to get to. And I have watched that number just grow and grow and grow. And I, I thought this was like everybody did this. And then I was telling someone about it. And she goes, you actually just sit down and watch your money grow. I said, that's what I do. And I, that's my favorite tip. 
is like, so I know exactly where, what is where, where I'm at. So it's not like, oh, I, I'm not really sure how much money I have. It's like, I know exactly how much money I have. And I just give it lots of love and watch it grow. Ah, beautiful. And also just talking about growing for the sake of the audience, Janet and I share a common interest, which is very apparent from I'm looking through the screen. You have these big, beautiful plants behind you. And so do I. And uh, a few years ago, I came across this amazing fertilizer that's like all organic my dog loves to eat it it's kind of funny sometimes I'll be coaching people and my dog will just be behind me munching <laughs> on the fertilizer um, but I have also have this spray that I spray on the foliage and I really love these plants and I take care of them and I look at them every day and I feel like I have a really connected beautiful relationship with them I have one on my desk here that you can't see and I think that's a beautiful analogy with money, like just being really connected yes. with your money and having a relationship with it. Like it's actually an entity that you can connect with, not this foreign thing that just either we get annoyed with because there's not enough of it or um, we're not connected to it because money's like, vulgar or something we shouldn't talk about and it, it seems like such a common sense thing when you talk about it like that it's like yeah I have a relationship with my money I love my money I respect my money I know where my money's at you know because I'm assuming for you like because you do that you know that you can adjust things or know when you need to adjust things if you need to mm -hmm. to help to help your money like as if you're yeah. your your money's friend Yes, that's exactly it. And I, I did not come up with this idea by myself. It was, I, I heard about it somewhere, someone was doing it. And I thought, I'm going to try that because I, I didn't know anything about my money before. It's just like, no, I'm going to have a relationship with my money. And I, it's one of my favorite things. I have a, a folder this thick. I mean, I do it all. It's not on the computer. It's all on paper. And I, I go back through it and I was like, oh, remember that when I thought, when, when the money was there and now look at it and I just watch it grow. And it's, it is so much like the plants because as you can see, I'm a plant person. So I like love and tend my plants and I do the same thing with money. Yeah. I love that. Well, just finally, before we uh, wrap up, Janet, I wanted to ask you because with you sitting here in front of me, I feel like you could just pull something out in a moment and tell me that you were going to go in some completely new direction in your life because you just decided to do that and start something new. Like I don't see you um, like your life is over and you're about to never try anything. I mean, you just told me that you were going to start learning how to play the harmonica after you've learned how to juggle. And I'm curious of what you would say to somebody who maybe is older, I'm using quotation marks, like maybe in their 50s or 60s, and they want to change direction, but it never even occurred to them that that was possible. Is there anything that you have, like any words of wisdom that you would say to that person or even younger people? Well, number one, really question your belief that it's not possible. 
because that is just a belief. That's not a fact. And that's the, that's what I was talking about before. When I said, I was think I was believing that I didn't care about money as a fact when, when it's just actually a thought I was having that's optional. So nothing's possible for me or I can't do anything else. There's, there's no truth to that. There's just, it's just something that the mind has been thinking so much that it believes it as true. So start there and just be watching. If you're somebody listening to this and you're like, that's me, I don't believe that. Start watching how often you think that. And then when you start catching yourself thinking it, see if you can kind of play a game like, oh, wow, wait a minute, I just did it. Is that really true? I wonder if that's really true. I really want to look like look into that if you really want to do something different and you think you can't. You just start playing around with your mind. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I love it. Okay, so where can we find you, Janet? Can people coach with you, just you, or do you, does it have to be through the Life Coach School? No, people can coach with me if, they aren't in, um, yeah. And um, you can find me, you're going to put my website on the show notes. I will. Yeah. Yes. You can find my books uh, on my website and um, you can find out how to contact me on my website. Amazing. Yeah. I will, I will link all of that on the show notes, your mm -hmm. details, where to find the book, everything. I cannot wait to get the book. And seriously, if you're listening to this, go to Janet's website, check her out. She's absolutely beautiful. And I'm just so grateful that you've been on the show, Janet. Thank you. I feel like you're just such an inspiration. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that there's women like you out in the world showing me what's possible further down the track for me. Like I'm excited. I just feel like it's never going to end my life's just going to continue to get better and better and better. And I look at you and I'm like, look at Janet. She's amazing in her, in her 70s, right? I, I just want to say, I love that in the beginning, you talked about wise women because I love stepping into that role right now. And I have, there's a yoga teacher that I follow and her name, name is Angela Farmer and she's in her 80s. She's actually from, she might be in New Zealand. But just like such an inspiration. And so I have inspiration of women ahead of me. And I love being an inspiration for anyone coming behind. So I'm happy to be here doing it for you. <laughs> uh, amazing. Thank you so much, Janet. You're I know. so welcome. Thank you. This was so much fun. Okay. Amazing. If you think you're too old to change your life, think again. Janet is an incredible example of what is possible. We don't age and then have to give up on our lives. We are always capable of creating the life that we want. And if you would like to get help from a coach to do that, you can always go to my website and book a consult. The consultation is a fun chat where I help you make decisions about your future and what is possible. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au.
For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.